What happens when life throws you a curveball? Will you stand and fight or give up and let opportunity pass you by? We're your hosts, Jen and Andrew Gallegos, and during this podcast, we will explore lessons and strategies that we all can use to make the most out of this one life that we've been given. Welcome to the Headed Home Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Headed Home Podcast. We're your hosts, Andrew Glagos and Jen Glagos. Um, Hello. Hi, Again. Babe. Hi, babe. Oh. <laughs> we are excited about our episode today um, because we have a very special guest, um, one of my friends. Our guest today is Jade Poole. Hi, Jade. Hi. <laughs> Thank so you I'll give you, yeah, I'll give you guys a little bit of background um, on Jade. She is a Chicago girl living in Denver. Uh, Jade has a passion for helping men and women feel their most confident in their God-given skin. She ditched her career in counseling so she could pursue her dream in the fitness world uh, and now works as a teacher and manager for Pure Bar and owns a skincare business as well. Over time, she has found that her skills in counseling have served her in more ways than she ever could have dreamed of. And Jade now finds herself leading and encouraging others past their anxiety and limiting beliefs so that they too can live a life of freedom and become the best version of themselves. Um, one thing I love about Jade the most is this. She loves to share her story, the ups and the downs, the happy and the sad and hopes of helping others. And it's the only way that she is able to find purpose in her pain. So I'm super excited to kind of crack into your story here, um, in a little bit. And I know, you know, obviously know you a little bit from Pure bar and social media and, and having mutual friends and, you know, really the reason that I wanted to have you on this podcast is because, and I've told you this, I feel like 8 million times, but <laughs> I feel just so connected to you and in, in the story of your life over the last few years and, you know, your perspective surrounding it. Um, you've, you know, ex experienced loss and struggle and joy and perseverance and all of those life things that happen, um, to all of us. And all the while have really kept such a good perspective on it all. Um, at least from my perspective. And I think there's a lot to learn from you and, and what you've experienced. God, I feel like I got, I know you, that was a great <laughs> intro. Well, yeah, it's good to have you Jade. Tell us though, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us some background before we get into, you know, anything else. Tell us about you. Yeah. So, um, just like Jen said, I am, uh, from Chicago originally. I live in Denver with my husband and my new baby girl, Zara. She's three months. Um, and our dog, Winston, love him. Um, and yeah, so I went to school for like all the different things. I went to school for speech therapy and then my master's in counseling. And I find myself in this like very entrepreneurial um, <laughs> set now. So I am the manager of Pure Bar Belmar and I own my own skincare business with Rodan and Fields. Um, and I've become super passionate about just creating and shaping the life that you want to live. And I think that um, we've had some monumental years with a lot of loss. I lost my mom. My husband lost his mom. We lost a baby, um, all kind of at the same time. And I think I'm like super passionate now about just like life is too short to do something that you don't want to do. Um, and I find that 
so many people, whether it's in the fitness industry or outside, they just hold themselves back from so many different things because they're so, there's so many different fears and stuff. And so mm-hmm. I love like linking arms with people and just kind of being their hype girl and like letting them know that they can do it um, no matter what they've been through. So that's kind of a little bit about me and my life right now. It's almost interesting. Like, I feel like you're, um, like the things that you do for work, quote unquote, are just kind of like avenues to still like help and support people, which is ultimately like what you like went to school for. Yeah. So funny. I always find that like, there's so many different ways, whether it's in pure bar rodan fields or whatever that I can use those skills that I learned, um, in counseling and like just in a different way. And I think that Mm -hmm. having an open mind to what that, that master's degree, like could give me and the different avenues, instead of being so focused on like, I have to be a counselor, I have to do X, Y, and Z. Like you can still do it just in different ways and still utilize those tools. Totally. Well, I, I mean, I, I know, you know, a little bit about, um, my background, but one of the things that I have become really fascinated with is just going through hard times. So, um, you know, I have had to have multiple brain and spine surgeries and had to navigate having a one-year-old and a newborn, um, going through all that and, you know, losing a parent, um, at a younger age, I think like when you go through your, you know, loss and, and issues, your perspective really changes, um, Mm -hmm. on how you look at things and, and what you learn and what's important to you. Um, and I just, you know, I I feel connected to you in that way. And I would love for you to talk to us about some of those seasons that you've gone through, um, and maybe just like what lessons have, have come from them. Um, and, and, you know, what, what you can say, like, you know, I really took this out of that. Um, I would love to hear anything that kind of sticks out for you. Yeah. So a little background about what, um, our family went through. So it's all a blur. I don't, I think it was 2019, <laughs> like between COVID and like all that, I'm like, I don't even know what happened in what year and like where we're at right now. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was 2019. I think my mom died at the beginning of 2020 actually. Um, but essentially my mom had cancer and she had ovarian cancer and, she was going through treatments and everything like that for two years before she passed away. Um, and we had found out through that process that she has the BRCA1 gene, which is essentially a gene that makes you an extremely high risk for breast cancer and ovarian cancer. Um, and so I was just kind of supporting her along that we'd go to chemos. It just kind of becomes a part of your life. You don't really even like think about it. Like you're just going, norm. it's just your new norm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we were doing that all the while trying to get pregnant. Um, just kind of saying like, what happens happens, you know, anything like that. And then my husband's mom got diagnosed with cancer and it was extremely unexpected. Um, all this focus had always been on my mom and then he found out and he's from England. So it was a completely different situation because he doesn't live near his family and it's not even just like a flight away. It's like, I mean, it is a flight away, but it's like a 10 hour flight away. (laughs) Um, 
And so her cancer came on and it was like super, super aggressive. And so we kind of had to shift from my mom to his mom. And then in the midst of all that, we had a miscarriage and we um, lost a baby. And then we are going through very intense fertility treatments because we just couldn't do it on our own. Um, So we were doing fertility treatments and Um, so his mom died first, which was insane. I think that it was only three months from the day she was diagnosed that she passed away. And so all the focus kind of went from that. And then right after she passed away, my mom passed away. And so my husband and I were then in this unique position where we both had lost our moms in a very, very short period of time. And then COVID hit (laughs) and it was, my mom died in January, COVID was March. Um, Mm -hmm. And so then on top of it, you have COVID and like all this unknown and we just like sat in our grief so, so, so deeply, Um, which looking back, I think actually might've been like a blessing. It forced us to Mm -hmm. feel it and it forced us to go through it rather than somebody that kind of fills their time and then deals with it 10 years down the line. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was really heavy, like really heavy. And then right after we were still doing fertility treatments and I got pregnant. And so we are in COVID sitting in grief and I got pregnant and it was just like this world of emotions. Like I like happy, sad, like all the things. Um, and you know, what's so funny is like so many people during COVID, I, I hope came out with the same lesson that they've learned is just that like time is of the essence mm-hmm. and there is no time to wait and to, to do the things that you want to do. And I already was thinking that like with, and my husband, thank God is on the same page because both of our moms went through, we went through. Um, but like, it just blows my mind when people are like, I'm going to travel when I'm retired. And my mind's like, well, what if you're dead before you're retired? Like, Uh that's like where my mind goes now. Like, I'm like, why would you wait until you're 65 to go like, see the world? You know, like, why would you wait to go until you're retired to do things? Um, And so I guess just that's like the biggest thing that I've taken away through all this is like, whatever you want to do in life, whatever you have set on your heart, whatever you and your family want to do, like do it because even, and it's so funny, even now at the beginning of COVID, I feel like a lot of people were like, oh, I'm going to go do those things. And then now they're back into a routine. And I'm like, well, are you going on that trip? you said you were going to do like, are you going to go do that? And they're like, no, like work super busy now. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> Come on. Like, you know, so that to me is the biggest lesson that I've learned. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, it, God, that's I love so that. True. God, that is true. And just to touch on, you mentioned this at the beginning there of, um, of what you were saying, just with COVID, everyone was so all the distractions were gone. So whatever you were going through, I felt like there was a spotlight on it. And, um, yeah, just such an interesting thing that we were all in and, and you were obviously gosh, going through a ton of different emotions, but yeah. And then you, people just kind of just snap back into the real world and, mm-hmm. you know, are they taking, are we taking with us the lessons that we took from, mm-hmm. from that time? We've mm-hmm. kind of had, we've kind of had like, and you know, we've been talking, we went on a trip a couple of weeks ago, but almost like difficulty in some ways, like returning because we feel like we have like been changed by like mm-hmm. our experience. Um, and 
I'm sure you feel like that with grief. Like I know, I remember I read this book and I wish for the life of me, I could like remember what it was, but it was this, this author was talking about his own grief. And he was saying like, I wish there was like an Island that you could go to where it was just grieving people. Because when you're, when you're grieving, like your world is just so different. Like it's Mm -hmm. from from the people around you. And, um, and then when you like re-enter it, it's just very strange, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you're, you're a different person, but, um, I, I feel like, you know, that's something that we've talked a lot about that. This has just been such a, a year for us to like reflect and, and really think about what's important and then to like re-enter and, and have things be like normal mm-hmm. and feel different has been like kind of strange because you're like, wait a second. Like, did everyone learn? Like, hold on. Like, let's remember what we learned and like, let's remember like what we were talking about and thinking about and, we've really had to like check ourselves, you know, because it's so easy to just like get back into that, like normal. Yeah. Yeah. To get back just into day-to-day life and yeah, just push things to the side. So going through what you went through and feeling everything, what are some specific tools and strategies that you used um, to just keep going through that? Mm -hmm. I have a lot. Got a lot. <laughs> um, give us, give us all of them, all the things. So one of the things that I, I learned is I was working with a life coach at the time, just when I was like super, super deep in my grief. And I just knew I couldn't do it alone. Um, and first of all, that's like one of the biggest things that I've learned is there's nothing heroic in trying to manage grief <laughs> by yourself like nothing heroic about it. Like you are surrounded by people. And I think a lot of people in my initial, um, my initial thought is to isolate myself and just like lay in bed by myself because nobody out there understands. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that do. And there's a lot of people that want to try to understand, like you have to give people the benefit of the doubt, you know, like I have really good friends who have never been through anything like we've been through yet. Um, but they, they tried and that's like all you can ask, even if they messed up sometimes or said the wrong things or, um, didn't show up the way that I thought they should, they tried. And that's a huge, huge deal for me. Um, So realizing that you can't do it alone, I tapped into a life coach because I was like, I need a professional at this point. And one of the things that she really taught me is she was giving me a bunch of tools. And I think that when I went in, I thought that like, oh, I was going to go to a life coach. She was going to give me a tool and it was like going to fix everything. Right. And like, I was suddenly going to feel like better. And that was never the case, but it was a ton of trial and error. And what worked for me one day might've not worked for me the next day. And I had to have a lot of um, discipline and a lot of motivation to want to try to like keep pressing forward. And a lot of things that she gave me were just things like, she basically told me to fill your toolbox. So, and this can help me past grief, like anything that happens from this point forward. So I have a toolbox of things that I know in my head that make me feel good when I have a bad day. So that's everything from moving my body, whether that means going to a pure bar class, or if that's literally like 
a slow walk around the block, like whatever I feel like move my body. Um, I love like a good relaxing bath or shower. Um, just some time to myself with some music. I love a good TV show, like a light TV show, like a Schitt's Creek or new girl or something like that. Like anytime I was like seriously in the dumps, I'd always watch one of those and it would make me make me smile. And those are like the little wins that I, I never really realized, but they were like everything in my process of grief. Um, I was super intentional about trying to spend time with people that I felt safe with. Um, so whether that was just having friends over for dinner or being with my husband or spending time with family or whatever that was like scheduling that into my time and putting something on the calendar for me to look forward to. And that was really, really hard during COVID because Mm -hmm. there were so many times that we weren't seeing people, but like, I really tried to see, like, even if it was from a distance, like just have something on the calendar to look forward to because Mm -hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people noticed that with COVID, it just kind of all kind of went together. If you don't have something to look forward to, you just get into this funk of like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, totally. like what is going on right now? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, those are some like little tools that I had. And then I'm just, I'm a big journaler. So I've always been a writer in some sort of way, whether it's a blog or a journal, um, a prayer book, a thankful book, like all those different things. And, you know, little things just like, I know it sounds so dumb, like to write down the things that you're thankful for. And like, it's like, that's not going to fix your grief. And it's not for sure. But being able to like, force myself to think about the blessings in my life, even on the days that it didn't feel like it did a lot, mm-hmm. looking back, it made a huge impact. I, I do it every morning and it's the same, like, I'm always like, Oh, this is like, I don't want to always do it. But Mm -hmm. the thing is, is like, when you start like training your mind to like, think about that stuff and be thoughtful about it, like you're going to think about that stuff more Mm -hmm. frequently. I mean, we do that with our kids at night and, um, the way that I look at that stuff is like, it can't hurt. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like there, you could, you could either just not do it and, think negatively about the stuff that's going on, or you could take three minutes and think about, you know, three to five things that are going well in your day are going well, you know, and it does, it does over time, really, it really does help. Yeah. I seriously, I truly believe in it. And like I said, it sounds so silly, but like there are people that swear by that stuff. And I'm like, what do I have to lose at this point? I'm like deep in grief. I'm depressed. Like I have got nothing. Like I'm tapping into all my tools. So like, I might as well try, you know? So, well, and it's so easy to fall into just the negative aspects of what you're going through. You know, Mm -hmm. if you don't take that time, to be intentional about having gratitude, it's so easy to fall into the negatives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned writing, and I actually just in doing some research, I checked out your blog and I found one of the entries that kind of stood out to me. It was titled Eight Lessons Death Taught Me About Life. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really just impactful and profound. And I thought maybe you could just share. Um, maybe just kind of how going through difficult times changed your perspective on, or just your perception on life and maybe just how that, how that might 
make you change some of your day-to-day choices or habits? Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the things that we came out of that period of time is when you go through something that feels traumatic to you, one of the things that um, we felt super blessed by was a bunch of people pouring in, right? A lot of people took care of us, especially in those early days. Um, And that was one of the things that I like really reflected on moving forward. I was like, man, I don't feel like I've done enough for like other people up until this point. And that's one of the things that I, my husband and I both truly have taken this year to be like, okay, like we need every single month, like who are we pouring into this month? Because we felt so undeserving of the way that people poured into us and took care of us. And I want to be that blessing to somebody else. Um, also when you go through something like death, you realize, like, I was so hard on myself about people that had gone through it previously to me. And I was like, man, I did not show up. Like I did not show up the way that I wanted to. I did not show up the way that I could. Like, I definitely was that person that showed up. Like as soon as it happened, like I saw a post and I like sent them everything and I feel so bad. And then like a month, like a month goes by and I've never checked in since. And these are like my friends. And I just like, it really was a good reality check for me. Um, of how like so many people are hurting around us and like what we can do to just be there, you know? And I think that's one of the biggest lessons that I learned, Um, of course, next to the timing of everything and just doing things that you want to do and not waiting for things. Um, And just, I don't know, I truly think that I came out of it, like wanting to be a better person, like in a weird way. I don't know. It's just like, it completely broke me and I feel like it shattered me. And then I want to build myself to be even stronger and just make an impact in those that are around me. Because when you're going through grief, it's the most isolating feeling that you'll ever feel. And the truth is that everybody goes through it at some point, which is wild to think. And it's hard for your mind to wrap yourself, like to wrap around that. Um, but we have so many opportunities in our day to day to just like love on those people around us. So I think that that's kind of the, one of the main things. I think, you know, if, I guess if there is a blessing of going through, um, grief that you, that you build this layer of empathy for people that like you never even knew existed, like you, um, you know, you just start to, when you see people hurting, like you, you feel this pain for them that like you never felt before because you're like, man, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Know exactly how it feels. And you know, exactly like I, that's the perfect way of saying it. Like I empathize with people on a whole different level than Mm -hmm. I ever been able to. And I do think that's such a gift. I mean, as shitty as it is to like go through like a really hard thing. I I think, you know, and I've talked to you about this, but I lost my dad when I was 26. Um, and I, as hard as it was, like, I feel, you know, I'm 38 now. God, babe, we're 30, almost 40, almost 40. <sighs> um, but you know, like I feel, I, I feel so grateful that I had an experience that like made my life clear at a young age and like Mm -hmm. made me recognize like 
other people's pain and like, you know, cause it, it really does like provide a lot of clarity around that. A hundred percent. And I think that it also like when it happens, cause I was 28. So kind of same, same, um, when you're younger and it happens, like you are a part of this club that nobody wants to be a part of. And everybody always says that, but you truly are. And like you, you just view life differently. Like you really do. You view life differently than somebody that um, has never been through those things that have shaped and molded them to just see life differently, you know? So like, I'm not saying that like there's beauty and grief because like, that's really hard. Yeah. Um, And it's a really, really hard to thing to go through. And every single day is a different struggle, but there is, um, I think it's a part of like, it's a part of life for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's to make us empathize with other human beings and understand what's important. Like what matters to you? What are your pillars? What, you know, like, does, do you want to work your entire life? So you're working 90 hours a week and not spend time with your family. You know, do you Mm -hmm. want your bank account to be so big that like, you never get to see the people that you love that Mm -hmm. type of stuff is so changes so much when you, yeah. Yeah. And the one thing that I just want to point out, and I, I think, um, I'm just cognizant of us you know, because we had gone through my health stuff together, but I'm sure that one, I'm just so grateful that you and Tom have each other. Um, I think just based on what I, I know about you, it, it seems like you both have been really good pillars of support for each other. And I think, um, that's another level of clarity. I think that, that we had going through our difficult stuff with my health is like, I am so grateful. Look at me. I'm being sappy with you. I'm so grateful that I had him. Like Mm -hmm. I, you know, I think you, when you go through really hard things, like you don't realize how important that like spouse is going to be. You know what I mean? Literally Mm -hmm. so important. Mm -hmm. We like, it was so weird because I've said multiple times to him, like, I would never wish for your mom to die. And I would never wish for my mom to die. But the fact that they happened at the exact same time made us like empathize one another and understand one another. And it was the most unique situation because generally one person goes through it and the other person can't wrap their mind around what's happening. And like the fact that both of us went through it and this is a God thing for sure. Like we would ebb and flow. Like I know, and I know that's why we're supposed to be together because when I would have a bad day, he would be strong. And when he would have a bad day, it just so happened, I was having a strong day and we've never to this day, we've never had a time where like, we're both like on the ground. We've, it just works. I don't know. (laughs) I think, and I think that's part of being a good partner too, is you can kind of recognize that, you know, Mm -hmm. like when you notice that your spouse is going through a, a tough day. I feel like we're like that too, mm-hmm. you know, like exactly how you just mm-hmm. said it. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, I see you. Like, yeah. all right. It's like my day to step up today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think, I mean, it, it, I've just, it, just in watching you and, and your experience, um, I think your relationship, like I've for you anyway, I've been really grateful that, 
that you both have had, um, had each other, because I know, you know, when you go through really difficult stuff like that, it can just, it's, it can be traumatic on relationships. Um, and so, okay. So let's talk about something a little, a little more happy. So you just had a baby three months ago, Zara. Yeah. And is the cutest, cutest girl ever. I was secretly hoping that I would see her, but, um, (laughs) um, okay. So you, she's three months old, right? So what, what has that experience so far taught you? I mean, that's like, add an additional layer of, um, you know, to your life. Like you, you just, have this brand new experience in your life coming, coming off of this year. So talk about how being a mom has, has changed you, but maybe even specifically has changed, um, your perspective on tough seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So baby Zara was the biggest blessing to our life ever. We tried for two and a half years to have her went through a lot of infertility and, um, to be honest, when I got pregnant with her, I was not happy because she happened through IUI and it was right after my mom passed away. And I could not for the life of me, like figure out, we had done two IUIs previous and I could not for the life of me figure out why God would make it that I couldn't have a baby in my mom meter, like, or, or just like find out I was pregnant. Like I, I was like, why, why would it happen? Like, you know, two months after she died and we've been trying for two and a half years. It's not like I just was not like kind of trying, like I, I deeply wanted her to be able to just know that 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 was going to happen and have that news. Um, so when I first found out I was pregnant, I just went through so many different emotions And looking back, I really feel like I've said this a couple of times, but I just feel like you get nine months to be pregnant and it's not necessarily to get the nursery ready. A lot of times it's to prep your heart. Mm -hmm. And I think that as women, maybe men as well, but I know that for me, like I felt so um, ashamed that I wasn't feeling like all the happy feelings when I had wanted her for so long. And I think that that happens more than people talk about, like whether it's a gender disappointment or whether it's like just the wrong timing or like whatever it might be. I felt so ashamed that I wasn't like extremely, extremely happy and grateful. Um, especially because at this point we had gotten pregnant and I know there's a lot of people that try and they weren't in that spot. Um, and so that was a really hard journey for me. And then once I met her, it just like everything changed, like every, every single thing changed and it changed for me and my husband. Um, and I would say I would bet my husband a little bit more because he's always been, I mean, he still is super driven. He loves to work all the time and like, just like priorities, everything shifts when you have a baby and, so many people are so scared that they're going to lose themselves or that they're going to, um, you know, if they're super career driven, that they're all of a sudden going to lose all that. And like, for me, I'm like, that's genuinely when I found myself, like I found my balance. I found exactly what like I'm designed to do. And that's to kind of dabble into it all. It's to still be an entrepreneur. It's still to be an amazing mom. It's still to do all these things. And the biggest lesson I feel that she's, given me is I like 
maybe you guys will understand this too. Like, I just feel like I understand the cycle of life, like the circle of life so mm-hmm. much. more. I'm like, mm-hmm. we lost somebody. I feel this deep grief. And then these babies come into this world <laughs> and you feel this like pure happiness that you've never felt in your entire life. Like everybody talks about it, but you don't know until you have a kid, like what that feels like. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like these little humans come into this world to like keep the world going because mm-hmm. like we lose it. And then totally. we bring it back. and like, I'm like, and so many times you hear that, like how many times do you hear that somebody loses somebody? And then shortly after there's a baby on the way, whether it's a cousin or a niece or it's yours, but like, it just like the circle of life just became so apparent to me that these little humans, they don't do anything, right? They just stare at you and maybe sometimes (laughs) smile with a gumminess and they poop sometimes and do whatever, but like it keeps you going and it makes you want to be better. And it's like another layer of life that like makes you want to level up and just be a better person. And now every single thing that I do in my life, I'm always like, how would I, how would I want Zara to respond to this? Or like, if somebody was being mean to her, or if somebody was like telling her she can't do it, like, what would I, like, what life would I breathe into her to like, get her past that? And I'm like, why couldn't I ever speak to myself the same way that I would speak (laughs) to my daughter, you know? And so that's one of the biggest things is I'm learning, like, that we all should talk to ourselves the way that you would talk to your, your kids. Like, it's just crazy. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Well, and you know, along with that, it's like, um, you know, when you're thinking about like what kind of person you want to be, I think when you have kids, there's an increased level of accountability where it's like, Hey, there's like little eyeballs watching me all the time. Like I, can't just tell them to be this and this and this, or like, I can't tell them to work hard or I can't tell them to like take care of their bodies. Or I could, because ultimately they're going to watch what I'm doing. And so if I'm not doing all of those things, like mm-hmm. I'm screwed and they're screwed. <laughs> totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. And, and I think that modeling piece and you start to recognize that, like when you have a kid and it just is like, Oh, I really do have to like I like need to be who I need to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's (laughs) interesting that you said that about kids, like breathing joy into, um, into life and like keeping things going. I know, I know for me when I was really sick and couldn't get off the couch, like it was like as hard as it was to have a newborn and a one-year-old and like, I couldn't take care of them. I mean, someone had to do it for me, but it was like, you, what I think I realize is like life, life isn't like you have a good time and then a bad time and then a good time and a bad time. Like you literally have these parallel tracks that run your whole life where you're going to have hard times along with these like complete moments of joy and like by design, right? Like you want to have like those cute little eyeballs staring up at you when like things are so hard because they help you like get through like moments where you couldn't probably get through them. Right. Like, um, so that's interesting that you said that I, I, I know kind of trans transitioning into your jobs. Cause you have a few, mm-hmm. um, that I, I know require a lot of self-determination and just a lot of hard work. Um, what, what skills or habits have you used or do you use, 
um, that have helped you in being successful? Mm -hmm. So by nature, I'm a task orientated person. Like it's just in all things that I do, whether it's cleaning, whether it's like business, whether it's like, I mean, my husband and I are the people that Sunday nights we go through and we like put our schedules in and then we compare and then we make sure we're each getting filled. Like, are you working out? Am I working out? Like, that's just <laughs> how, we, how we operate. Um, Sounds like but I know. I'm glad there's other people in the world like that. <laughs> I mean, do you guys use the app Cozy because it's changed our life? Is that the one? We, I think we tried that for a little bit and then yeah, we started. Doing... We did. Now I just put stuff on, on our work calendars, but yeah, yeah. it's, uh-huh. I think we tried yeah, that. That's what we do. Um, so I'm, I'm by trait a task orientated person because if I don't write it down, if I don't have goals, if I don't do all that, then I'm just going to get lost in the day to day that we were talking about earlier. And so one of the biggest things that I have found recently in the last couple of years, um, is staying plugged into personal development. Mm -hmm. It has absolutely changed my life. And I was actually talking to Tom about it the other night. And I was like, you know, the same way that I feel like I need to go to church. There's a reason I need to go to church once a week. It's because I needed to be reminded to be a good person once a week. Like I need, that's how frequently I need that reminder. I need the same with personal development. Like I need that positive, motivational, somebody in my ear, like getting me excited once a week, at least. And if not, then it's so easy to get, like, have all the outside voices, um, coming into your ear and just kind of what you said earlier, like having a supportive spouse in what I do is like huge, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. huge to have somebody that is, um, supportive of what you do. And they don't tell you, they think it's crazy and they don't like, you know, I don't know. They just lift you up. Like if he's the only person that I have, that's lifting me up. Like that's enough. That's all I need to believe in me. And I'm able to like do whatever, if he didn't believe in me and like my capabilities, I don't know if I could go as far as I do. Um, but I, I would say that. And then the other thing is we've recently found as a couple and individually, when you surround yourself with people that, um, just make you want to level up, whether that be financially, whether that be in their career, um, or even not even like materialistic like that, even people, like if we surround ourselves with like parents that were like, damn, like, I love the way that they go about things. Like that makes me want to be a better mom. Um, when you surround yourself with people that are, you think are better than you, like in their higher level up, like that makes me want to be a better person. And it's always making me keep going forward. Um, so I would say that, and just like, like I said, my tasks, I always have everything. I'm a, I'm a planner girl, like through and through, I have it written down. I really think that a goal without a plan is just a wish. Like I truly, truly believe in that. Like everything that I do, I have written down and I have a plan for it and I have an execution plan. So (laughs) I think that's great. In terms of personal development, are you a reader? Do you listen to audio? Like what, what do you go to for that? I, I wish I could read. <laughs> I was going to ask you what your favorite book was. So <laughs> I do have a favorite book, but it's going to be what it's not what you think it is. Um, I literally like my books. I just, mm, it's just, 
I had fall asleep. Like I start to think about other things. Like it's just not, it's just, I just can't do it. Audiobooks for sure. And I really like podcasts, like yeah. really like podcasts. Hmm. Cool. Okay. Well, what's your favorite book now? I'm now I'm interested. It's a kid's book. Tell me, <laughs> have you filled a bucket today? Oh, I love that book. It's like, I to me, I don't know that book. What? I thought we had all the books. No, no, what? I know. I know because when I was a principal, I used to go in and read that book to classes, but that's a great book. Well, we got to get that, book. but we'll get it now. It's a book, but I really think like it's what adults need. <laughs> yeah. Tell, it's all, tell how, us what it's about. So it's all about, so everybody has a bucket. You have a bucket. I have a bucket. And are you going to be a bucket filler or a bucket dipper? So are you going to pull something out of some, somebody's bucket and make them feel less than, or are you going to pour into their bucket and make them feel good? So like frequently I say, and I always know when people have read the book because they'll be like, Oh, that filled my bucket. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's all about how you make people feel. And it's just something as easy as giving them a compliment can fill their bucket. And the goal is at the end of the day, their buckets full. And then, so are you going to, which one are you going to be bucket dipper or bucket filler? <laughs> Love it. Yay. Okay. Well, where can people find you? So I'm on, Oh God, I have a lot of different avenues. Um, Instagram Jade underscore like the rock. Um, I do feel like I have to clarify because Somebody, somebody asked me if it was Jade like the Rock because I was comparing myself to the Rock. <laughs> the Rock. It was like what? God, they were like, "Oh, I just felt like you said that because like you're in really good shape." And I was like, "Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's Jade like the Rock because growing up, people thought my name was Jane, and so I'd always be like, "No, it's Jade." like the rock. And yeah, so I just feel That's like funny. I have to, cause now I'm super self-conscious about it. I'm like, no, I'm not <laughs> comparing myself to the rock. Um, and then it's jade, like the rock.com as well. It's my blog. Um, so yes, both of them are great ways to read about what I've been through and all the things. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing with us. Um, some of the things that you've gone through in the last year and, and what you've come out with learning. I think, um, there's just such power in hearing what other people have learned from their experiences. And so I'm grateful that I got to hear, hear all about it from you. So of course. I am too listening to this. That's like early in grief. Please just know that if I would have done this a year ago, it probably wouldn't have sounded anything like this. <laughs> so wherever you are in your grief journey, just, just be, and you know, it always, you're going to learn things every single year. And yeah, just, that's what I want to say. <laughs> I think that's a great lesson. And it's just, I, I love, it's just really inspirational hearing you talk and coming out of a really hard situation and just the positivity and the lessons that you took from it. I, I love it. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, everyone. Thanks for, thanks for listening today. If, uh, you liked what you heard, share it, share it with your peeps, uh, like it, and we will see you back here next time. 